0: Hey everyone, this is Christy, Soul Magazine's Assistant Editor, and welcome to another episode of In the Spray Room, our podcast where we talk to some of the best and brightest artists working on the streets today. For our daily online content, check us out on soulmagny.com, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, at SoulMag. Mag. Today's crew consists of myself, Bike Girl. Hello. Erica. Hello. And Brooklyn's own, Big Ronnie.
1: Hi, Christy. How are you? Good. How are you? You sure? I'm sure. This has been uh, it's been a long day of podcasting. You ready to rock?
0: Yes, I'm ready to rock. Woo-hoo! This is episode 44.
1: 44. 44. So,
0: before we introduce today's very special guest, Big Ronnie, tell us what's going on.
1: Well, we just wrapped Art Fair Weekend here in New York City with the Armory Show and the Scope Art Fair closing last night. Today's Monday. Today, yeah. Yeah, today's Monday. Today's not Sunday, right, girl? Today's Monday.
2: (laughs) You know what? Daylight Savings Time has, I think, all of us a little bit off. Yeah, but
1: you only lose an hour. You don't lose a whole day. Oh, are you kidding? I lose a year. (laughs) (laughs) Some other shows coming up. On the 23rd, we have the Mix in the art show in Queens. We're looking forward on that day also to the Blended show at the Amsterdam Whitney Gallery. Uh, Looking forward to the summer, we've got, well, actually the spring, May, Moniker Art Fair, May 1st through the 5th. And June 8th, can't wait to be out in the sun podcasting at the Welling Court Mural Festival. Hi, Garrison.
2: One of the best days of the year. You
1: having fun with all these artists, getting them all ready, and who wants walls? Can't wait. Should be a lot of fun. So, Christy, are you excited for our guest?
0: I am excited.
1: Now, you have a little bit more experience with our guest than any other people at the table because you met them yesterday. (laughs) I did. Yes. Why don't you introduce her?
0: Uh, It's the lovely Miss Me Art. Hello. Well, hello. Actually, it's just Miss Me. Miss Miss Me Me Art Uh is just because on
3: Instagram, Miss Me Alone is actually a really corny jean company. Oh. Now you know. (laughs)
1: Corny (laughs) jean company. Well, if we can, let's get right into it because Erica has a little bit of a fan theory about how your name came about. and I'm going to let her get into that.
3: Oh, well, I just...
4: I would rather just you tell us and then I'll just say, yeah, yeah, that's what I thought.
3: <laughs> I mean, you're, you're honestly, your story is probably much more interesting than mine.
4: Like, honestly, I just think it's an Erica Badu reference. Oh, no, that would be good. Because oh, okay. huh? she says it. She's, you know, i a couple times that she says not Miss just her. Me. If you listen yeah. to
3: any like almost every artist at some point, they give me shout outs. <laughs> 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 I mean, that's my theory and I stand by it. Um, but no, my name, um, it's, it's really, it's a non-interesting, uh, I would actually, today, if I had to choose a name, I would probably not, like, not choose that. Uh, the reason why I chose this name is because the very first series that I did um, was called Dessert for Breakfast, and uh, it was basically all my girls from my childhood growing up of cartoon ladies doing lady, healthy, sexual things to themselves and to each other. And it was extremely important for me first of all I did all this stuff and I was ready to go and I was like, Damn, I don't have a name. I should probably sign this something. You know, I like I didn't think of of that part. Um and then I was like, Well, I need a name that says that I'm a female because it was extremely important for me that if anybody saw that in the street they would understand this is not a guy, you know, fantasizing about whatever, it was a female making that statement. And for me it was a very different perspective and it mattered. And so I was like, damn, damn, damn. I remember it was in my bed and I was like, fuck, what am I going to, can I swear? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, definitely. Okay, I can, huh? Look at his face. <laughs> 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 um, and I was like, fuck, what am I, uh, I going to call myself? But it needs to be female. And I was like, okay, well, miss. And then I was like, but who, what do I want to say? I just want to say it's, it's, it's myself. But I don't want to say anything about myself because I don't want to explain. And this is not the part that I'm interested in. So I was like, miss me, like miss myself. I was like, okay, done, done. Perfect. Okay. This is it. And that's the, actually the story.
1: <laughs> so it has nothing to do with missing. It's a miss. It's a No, sp- all these other things kind of happened and me. it was
3: kinda of cool, but honestly, that's not how it started.
1: So what was the painting? Was it like Wonder Woman and uh No, I don't really care was it? for Wonder
3: Woman really. I thought, um, but personal, taking, it's personal, taking yeah. Guesses, you know? No, it was uh Betty Boop touching herself. Uh it was uh Jem and all around. Sure. Yeah. Uh, being mad sexy and i, I could see her getting freaky yeah but she's just yeah for sure can you imagine oh my god um and <laughs> um it was uh, uh, olive oil hello kitty they were like scissoring um <laughs> and there was who else there was that's an odd match there was there a are- bunch of oh, a bunch of things it was actually then it turned into like nefertiti Cleopatra. Um, like like Nefertiti as like a B girl kind of like stance. Like it was it was it just turned into a lot of different things. I forgot the other ones. Man, what are the other ones? Oh, um, there was Jasmine, mm-hmm. like full like spread eagle, and it said like I will show you the world. You know.
1: Yeah. Uh, I get <laughs> it. show you the I get world. <laughs> 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 yeah. So that was the series. <laughs> now, how did the, I mean? Obviously, that was not misogynistic. That was female forward empowerment. Uh, you know, doing what you want with your body as long as it's healthy and you're not hurting anybody else. Pretty much, yes. That's what I see in your work today. Well, I'm
3: glad. <laughs> it's, yes,
1: it's it's more yeah. about and, and tell me I'm wrong, but this is why I'm here for the other side of the brain to make suggestions that are wrong, and then you correct me. But it seems it seems to me like you're you're pissed off about not being able to show your face or your. M- emotions or your sexuality. It's almost it's almost like yes this is me but you're not going to see all of me.
3: I mean, I'm not pissed off about not seeing my face. That's a very deliberate choice. Uh, and I think it gives me a lot of freedom actually. You know, afterwards. Those are all things that I realize afterwards, after the fact. Um pissed off? Yes, I'm pissed off in general. Anger is a very living strong energy within me and all my work is not angry though like uh, a lot of a lot of my work is 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 just like my feelings basically my work is like how i feel inside put outside um i feel like obviously that can be said about a lot of art but me because i put it in the street and that's how i started doing it it was I put how I felt, my values and people I liked that I felt wasn't in the world around me. So I changed the world around me to reflect pieces of myself so I could feel like I fitted in it a little more. It was really a way for me to make peace with a society, a se- like and uh, a world that I felt that I didn't fit in anymore. I was, this all happened. This whole thing has, is, is, is me curing myself. I always I like, I always, it comes from, I come, it's all started, I was in a very, very, very dark place. So this has been me healing myself in public.
1: How long ago was that?
3: Um, When I started or when I really... um, When I started doing this type of healing, uh, January, like I think 7th of January 2012 was the first time I went out in Montreal. almost froze to death my fingers because I didn't know what the hell January in Montreal yeah. That's yeah. I didn't know what of, the yeah. hell I was doing and I oh my goodness it was a, probably the funniest thing to watch from the outside me being creeped out by anything not knowing what to do if I was doing it right yeah But and really
2: really cool art is magic that way though I mean, yeah. it really is
0: yeah
1: I yeah. don't know what person that we had in that didn't say in their own way that their work was therapeutic and it was healing and if they couldn't do it they're getting sicker I think that means they're
3: authentic in, in their expression. Yes, I think there's a, a lot of people that will call themselves artists, and I'm not saying they're not, but they're not doing art dis- in the same way. But that means you probably got people that see it dis- the same way I do, and I those are this is usually the art that touches me the most because there's something so honest and so vulnerable that it comes to touch the others in that same spot. If if it's a spot that needs healing or needs talking to.
1: Now we've spoken with. You're probably close to 100 artists in a little over a year for the podcast. And I love hearing that people are almost, uh, it's compulsive to create. It's yeah. You don't have a choice. It has no. It's, it's, it's going to fall out of you one way or the other. And if you have the time to make it good, it's better.
3: Oh, yeah, because it can, it can mess. Either you will hurt yourself and destroy yourself or you will destroy something around you.
1: You can't just call it therapeutic if it can't, doesn't have the ability to have negative effects as well. You think? Otherwise, the word therapeutic isn't always necessarily healing. You have to break sometimes before you heal. You have to examine. You have to go deeper. It's not always easy. Oh it's no, not it's not easy. Happy. Therapy if is honest. not always happy. Oh, no, no, no. That's no. why I'm saying it depends the way you you are 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 getting it out of you, the catharsis of it.
3: Yeah. No. It's 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 a very raw process, at least for me. Like some of the times it's really like some stuff needs to come out and I don't dare let it come out the way it does because I want to control it in some way. And then it's, it can physically, it can be very intense. But I'm a pretty intense person in my own body. So, yeah.
1: Now, do you think that your work is perceived the way you'd like it to be?
3: For a lot of people, yes. For I'm sure a lot of people, absolutely not. And I know for a fact a lot of people, not at all, which is fine. I don't really do it for that reason. Like yesterday, this girl told me, the coolest thing about my work, and she was like, "It's so, it's such a happy, angry." Like she's like, "It makes me so happy. It's, it's so angry. It's so." But yeah. she was like, "It's this made me feel so good, and it's such a happy, angry." And I was like, "Oh yeah, I like that. This is it was it was cool." No, some people fucking hate what I do, which is fine, and it's okay. I don't want to necessarily change their mind. Honestly, I don't really care. Um, some, a lot of people think I do this to get attention. A lot of people think I'm, a, hypo- I'm a, hypo- a hypocrite. A lot of people think I don't deserve to have any of the attention I have, and, and it's fine. I, at first, it's a very selfish thing. I'm doing this for myself. I really am, and that's how it started. And now that I actually have uh, you know contact with people outside that actually follow my work, it's, it's becoming a bigger thing and a different thing, but it's still secondary at the end of the day. It really is. So the haters, this is like after. Like, I right now, this is taking so much of my energy. I don't have energy to deal with that. And I don't think anybody really should. Right. Unless they're really fucking with me or my world no, or my life. I don't know.
1: Have you gotten to the point as a as a professional artist that you're being asked to create things that you don't want to?
3: Yeah. And I say no. Every time? Yeah. Good for you. Well, so far, I'm okay. Do you, do you, think, you'll, <laughs> do
1: you think you'll be able to keep that up as the dollar figures go up? Hopefully?
3: I really hope I can't say for sure I hope so my values today at this moment make me want to say I hope so you know we all change and evolve and like so it was a Jay-Z who said if I wanted to be the same person I would like he said something I'm going to completely destroy what I yeah you know what I mean
4: He's this. not the same person that he was when he was coming up. I can't. Yeah. Hear like yours. some people
3: say, but well, you yeah. change. And he's like, yes, How I did. Of I course, not yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's huh. amazing. Like, yeah. that's a good thing. Yeah. I hope Jay-Z fans don't hate me right now. No. Okay. Cause well, you, that's you, probably you, you not, not at all. What he oh, said. No. no, you brought it back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but
4: it, it's the evolution. I mean, we all, we're going to change for our lives. And, and he followed a path that a lot of people look up to, or they judge him mm-hmm. for the reasons that he did what he did. Um, My question, I I think I want to go back to starting out putting things on the street and wanting to identify yourself as a female. I think Mm -hmm. um, we know some female artists that didn't want to identify themselves Mm -hmm. as a female. I'm sure you've... I understand. Um, So I know you feel like... Whoever you are, whatever art you're doing, that is your expression. You Mm -hmm. should own that. What is your thoughts about a a female artist wanting to not be identified?
3: Well, first of all, she can do whatever the hell she wants. Um, We all come from a different space. I know why I did this. And being female is a big part of my whole struggle uh, and my whole trying to find my space in this world. Um, As I said, it really started because of this series. If it wasn't this series, maybe I would have not took a name that was so female obvious. Mm. Um, Although I could have, you know, one of my friends, his name is Dear Lola. He's a producer and he's the guy. I always thought he was a girl, you know, and that's freaking cool. I I mean, but obviously I'm a woman and and it's a female name. But I understand why they wouldn't. Also, because you don't want to be put in that box. Okay, she's a female.
2: She's good for a girl. Yeah, just
3: that. And she's a female Mm. artist. And then it's like it's already it's you're putting a box around what you're doing right away. And so I get it. I didn't do it for that specific reason and I'm okay with it. I'm okay. Because we, also what my my work is very much on that. So it's I, I think it's fine well, too. Well you get to
2: define yourself.
3: Yeah, absolutely.
2: I mean that's and if you want to define yourself by your gender, that's entirely up to you. Yeah. So, you know, your art speaks for your gender without yeah, you having to it. throw it in anybody's face.
3: And also like there's there's choices. You know, some people don't have like feminine recognizable name. Or female recognizing? I'm not sure. Sometimes I don't use the right words because English is my second language. So please correct me. Oh, but your um, French is so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, if you're gonna cuss, if you can you know, cuss in French, <laughs> it's so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> no. um, the but you know, like some people choose to be very feminine in their in their aesthetics and things like that. That for me was something I really didn't want to do, and I and and I do, I actually really don't like pink. I don't like super. Feminine things, except for exceptions. Like I'm, like uh, I'm a sucker for glitter, um, you know, stuff like that. Like, and but in general, that's something personally that I, I don't like, and it, it it oppresses me, right? But some people really feel great about that, and good for them. I don't know.
1: Do you embrace any gender roles?
3: Oh, um, any. That's not any. a trick trick question. I'm I trying mean. to understand it well, fully. The, the,
1: the traditional. It's, a, you know, I'm gonna use the worst uh, example, but '50s housewife.
3: I don't know what that is. What's that?
1: The, the, the June Cleaver on Leave it to Beaver, the, the wife that the always has dinner on the table. stereotypical stay-at-home yes, mom. Oh, okay, yes. I so know, for her
2: husband.
3: I, yeah, I actually, you know, funny enough, I, I, so I always say, like, people assume that I'm a super, I want to pay and open my own doors, and I want to, like, I want to, like, ride men. I, I don't like to get fucked, like, all that stuff. No, I actually really like all the other stuff. But I, I hate when it feels forced, and I, because I feel diminished. I really, really do, but I love when a man opens the door. I love when a man takes me to dinner. I love wearing heels and lingerie. I love to cook for my man. I love to do these things, but as a choice, and I and I love that it's not imposed, and I will not impose a guy to like pay for my stuff or anything. But those roles I enjoy because they they're they're a nice balance between two people. But again, those roles could be with two people of not the traditional gender course, as well, right? Of course, I do happen to like that, but that's just you know
1: and that's why i asked because it, it wouldn't necessarily be something that i think that your fans would would know from your work i think you are you're very uh yeah uh, you know uh, female uh, hear me roar you yeah. know and that's the first thing you're going to hear about me you're going to yeah. hear my roar yeah and that i think it that you know the, it speaks for itself in the work
3: yeah no and and it's it's true that usually people are kind of surprised because they will assume a more stereotypical You know, behavior that goes with that kind of usual, you know, like stereotype, like women that are feminist and very loud and dress a certain way or or have that kind of energy won't like these other things automatically. And it's in my case, as you said, not true at all, actually.
1: That's why we ask. (laughs) So let's talk about the ski mask slash bombaclava slash schmata slash. (laughs) My face. Yes. My face. Yes. Why the ears?
3: Oh, I love cartoons. I just adore cartoons. I watch cartoons almost every day and they make me feel better. They make me feel like I belong. It's a world that I feel that I fit in. Um, and so I'm also a Disney child and I know a lot of people like, will bash Disney for a bunch of things. And I get it for some reasons, like... But not for a lot of others, like I was, you know, like they're always like, oh, it's a princess with a and a prince needs to save her. And the truth is, as a kid, that's never how I perceived it, at least. I remember all the princesses and all they did. They were heroes. And the guy, I don't even remember their faces, never mind their names. They're like, for me, they were accessories, like really. So I never lived it that way, personally. So I think it's a bit of an adult overanalyzing something for kids. I agree. Personal,
4: but whenever like people would really take down the whole princess thing of Disney I, I didn't really I don't think I was raised to feel like that was not empowering I always looked at those characters like yeah, yeah, you're right. They were the ones you remembered, so that's yeah. what I took yeah, away Disney, from
1: it. Disney didn't teach boys the right thing. You find a girl sleeping in the woods, you walk up and kiss her?
4: No, for sure. There's a lot of, <laughs> but there's I mean, a lot on. of
1: things. Come on, but no, I'm is, is, I can give you five more. There's, there's, no, Guest there's a lot,
3: But that's true. That's, wor- those things are true if you're written. an adult. Guest but yeah. what boy ever was like? I totally kissed her because I saw Sleeping Beauty, mm-hmm. and that is totally normal. I don't <laughs> think we learn like that when we watch. But I'm not a psychologist for kids, so I don't know. But I think that's a little pushed, even though I think those criticisms are valid, and it forces us to actually change those Disney and change the things for kids for, yeah. I think. But it also
2: opens up a dialogue with kids where you yeah. can actually say, yeah. this is not how you want to behave. Tell me why this isn't right," mm-hmm, mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. a way that they can relate to and they can see. Mm-hmm. I mean, And that, I have to admit, the one thing Disney has done for at least my generation, Disney taught us more about death. Than anything else Because I'm the Bambi Mm. generation Mm. People my age learned about death From Bambi Uh, People in the newer generation My sons learned about death Through the Lion King Yeah That was the first conversations We ever had about death In our
3: household And that was not so much about Like I mean I loved princesses But my favorite was always Dumbo Mm. Oh. and then Peter Pan so how do you so feel about the
2: new live action I don't I just saw it out? on ads
3: I had no idea I don't really like those things I'm I, sorry, know. I, don't. I know I don't know and how and to take them and s- my third favorite <laughs> was the Jungle Book like you know like those mm-hmm. were the ones that I like. Oh, yeah. so for the me Disney book. is also all these things that we forget it was like narrowed down to those princesses uh, like by marketing I think more than anything um, so that's what it is I just really like for me the, I'm, a, I'm a very contrasted person and contrast really speaks to me and so I like visual contrast as well and so for me, the mask was my anger, my rage, the, the fact that I wanted to destroy a lot of things and, and ideas. Yet the ears are very much me. This, this mask really represents me very well, much better than my face. It really does. My face doesn't say shit about me. It doesn't. are you looking at me like well, that? <laughs> no, because I'm, go-
1: I'm going down the Disney road and, and I'm, okay. I keep thinking about, you know, look, what about Little Mermaid?
0: I was older though I was a bit older But she doesn't I
1: was ask She doesn't ask this man Who lives on land To love her the way she is She has to change She has to evolve She has I to be like Who she though. isn't I In never order to go For me she, it was else.
3: oppression I thought by she her was Exploring and, a new world Yeah it, For me it was oppression Of her dad and her culture mm-hmm. And she wanted to live A different life I don't mm-hmm. remember the guy Either mm-hmm. I don't remember his face I don't remember anything For me it was but that's he how didn't I,
1: grow fins She gave her fins up
3: but it didn't matter. She gave her the thing. That's not how I. That's not how I took it. Right. I'm not saying you're wrong, and mm-hmm. I'm not saying some people didn't take it exactly how you said. Never even occurred to me to see it that way.
4: Yeah, she wanted to live a different life than what was. I expected. mean, she was a princess, so she would have had this
3: life. Yeah, all right. it, it was yeah. Roman holiday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the idea of princess itself is a little silly, right? And but it's like we them. call anything a female hero as a princess. We all we call our kids like "You're my princess," "You're my." It's so weird. It's this whole thing. But I mean, I think there's things to deconstruct, but there's also a lot of things that are fine. So, sure. what is
2: your favorite cartoon in the world?
3: Adventure Time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> That's an adult cartoon, Erica.
3: not I mean. Yes, yes and yes, no. Yes. I, it's for the. It's yes, for, yes,
2: what's great about it is you can watch it with kids.
3: Oh, it's amazing. I think there's two there's levels. There's levels yeah. completely course, for kids, and there's course. an amazing level for adults.
1: It's very intelligent. Yes, I agree. But
3: it's so creative. For me, it really is because there's no limit to what they do, and they pushed all of them. And that really made me feel like I belong because they were fun and cool, but never stopped at anything.
1: Right up that alley. I met Bob Camp yesterday. I went to New York Comic Con. Uh, new York Comic Con. Bob Camp is the creator of Ren and Stimpy.
3: Okay, I don't watch that. Wasn't,
1: that wasn't yours? I think no. that would be right up your alley. Yeah? I, yeah. I'll
3: take notes. I yeah. Yeah, for sure, yeah. Any but, new cartoons, I'm like, it was yes. a dog that
1: looked like a cat and a cat that looked like a dog. Oh, yes, I've seen it, but That's I haven't... Okay, 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 cool, cool, cool. Weird uh, and different.
3: Uh, yeah, well, you know, those are words that I resonate with.
1: <laughs> so so back back to the mask. Yes, is the covering of the face to maintain your personal identity, or is it part of the work now?
3: It, it's it's been both since the beginning. It's been both uh, the very beginning. It was also the obvious thing, like why I show my freaking face on everything I do? And I know what I do is not such a big deal compared to a lot of people that actually spray and and tag and all these things, like law wise. Um, but there are still some risk, and if people wanted to fuck with me, they could. And it's just silly, like why I still want to be next to my stuff, and it's just it just felt obvious. And a lot, I'm not the only one; so many artists do of that. Course. Like, oh, yeah. it's kind oh, of an obvious, that. yeah. Oh, Obviously, yeah. you know that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean yeah. that as, yeah. um, <laughs> but it, that was kind of an obvious thing to start with. Like, you don't show your face; it's just not a thing. And it was also I consciously, as a woman, I think that what we look like matters much more than guys. And no matter what you do, there's always going to be some kind of conversation of, like, what does she look like, though? Is she pretty? Like, do you you think she's hot? Like, oh, she looks this. Like, oh, she has this weird style. Or would you fuck her? Like, And it's like, I don't want this conversation about me. I really just didn't want it to be part of any of that. So I took my face away. I know a lot of people say, you put your body. But my body is part of my work, though. So, but those are the reasons.
1: So, Every one of those is a self-portrait?
3: Yes. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Now, covering your face is absolutely makes sense. In 2019, New York or whatever big city you live in, you have to you know, maintain your safety while you do and what you need to do. But if you weren't covering your face in the work and you had that empowerment and you didn't, more, didn't feel a concern about exposing yourself in that way, would you want to? Hmm. Safety uh, aside, pure yeah, I art. I don't
3: understand pure art. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. That's okay. There is something interesting, and I have done like um, self-portraits of my face, but I I never really took it out because I don't. It kind of goes against this thing there, but it is part of something that's interesting too. Because like by drawing myself and putting myself in physical areas and physical space i'm trying to make myself exist and it's true that at some point my face has to be part of me as well um but i don't know i mm. can't really tell you because it really never sure has to that. be I, you know you could, no. You I, I don't know it's just because it was born as an idea in the street like i really to do stuff in the street for me was part of this whole idea of why i started doing art It mm-hmm. needed to live in the streets like it was mm-hmm. part of the idea so it's hard to s- take the idea away from that,
4: really. So you've you've paced up in Montreal, New York, Miami, a, a, a not LA, a, a lot of places, not LA, no, not not LA. LA. <laughs> not LA, um, <laughs> not LA, um, Denver.
3: Yeah, Denver. Oh, right. I have. I mean, you know, Toronto, uh, Vancouver, um, Montreal, obviously. Um, How About in Europe? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, Switzerland, like uh, Lausanne, Zurich, Genève, France, Paris. Um, I did uh, Berlin, I did Hamburg, uh, London many times. Uh, I did Portugal, I did, oh my God, I don't remember all the places. So your Uh, artists taking you everywhere. Yeah, Hong Kong, um, Dakar. uh, Senegal?
0: Yeah, Yeah. Dakar, yeah. Mm
2: -hmm. Um, What
3: was your favorite city? I don't know, it's hard to tell. I know.
4: (laughs) uh, (laughs) Well, I wanted to ask about Montreal and the... The street culture there and the graffiti artists there that may have, you know, gone over you maybe called you a toy at some point in the mm-hmm. beginning or I'll still what, <laughs> still still happens. What what is it like there? Because I know we know what happens here in New York when when somebody starts putting their stuff out, putting their ideas out, and the reaction from from the community. So what has been that experience in Montreal?
3: So I'm not going to talk about the culture in general. I can talk about my experience of it. Mm. Um, Obviously, when I started doing that, I had no idea what I was stepping into because I really came out of like, I need to be free. The the streets is going to be my canvas. (laughs) 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 But no, you step into a whole different world with a bunch of rules. And so you do all the mistakes um, and you learn. Um, Now in Montreal, and I'm sure it's very similar to a lot of cities, there's very much a difference between, you know, the graffiti, uh tagging and vandalism like real solid vandalism and the street art what we call it which is like paste ups and a bunch of other things also when i started there was not much quote-unquote street art happening really it was i was at the beginning of it so this was already like an unspoken hate like they were like who the fuck are you and i and i get it they're like you're coming here and first of all in our area like it's limited space you're taking space we're make, We're doing the mistakes going over some people and they're like, well, fuck you, bitch, you know, with your little cutie fucking drawing, like who the fuck you think you are. And also what we call, again, quote-unquote street art, ha- gets a lot of attention much quicker by um, the public and galleries and you monetize it and people talk about it and graffiti stays really on the side and they're like terrible people and they're vandals and they're good to nothing and whatever. But we come from that, right, so... Um, We need to learn And I've learned And I'm still learning um, About it But And they get They get upset Because we get All the kind of Coolness from street That really They deserve More than anything And a lot of people Surf on it A little more Than I think They should And And then They they go places With it And it's a bit Of an unfair Kind of thing So I get that Um, And yeah So and And some people Just don't like that I do what I do because it's not the pure form of what they think street stuff should be. And, you know, that's how we. It
1: is. we I won't mention his name, but we listened to uh, a graffiti writer talk. I think he said he, he quoted his first tag in 80 or 81. Hmm. And he basically said, man, if you didn't start writing by 82, I don't even recognize you. Wow. Some and people get very... But hold on. I respect his opinion. Yeah. It doesn't make him right. No, doesn't make you wrong. No, but I, right. I have the ability to respect his opinion and think that he respects only the OGs.
3: Because he knows where he started from, so probably has a uh, he, he he sees something that was the source and super pure form of it that has been disappearing after, so I'm sure, and that's okay. He yeah. has his own truth.
1: Yeah. And, and that's OK. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I see it because, you know, everything after that and everything since has been a dilution of the original, just like all original creations and things like that.
3: And people surf on it and take credit for stuff. And when you were there at the very beginning doing it for the right things, it must enrage you. I understand.
1: So how about something in the street that you haven't done yet, something you've wanted to do? Um, I saw it. it no. <laughs> I saw it. What was it? I saw it popped uh, in your head. We can't talk about that. Fine. Uh, Fine. Number, uh, number two
3: thing. No. Um, no. I I wish I could do bigger things in 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 a non legal way. I'm still pretty limited by my size and how I'm always alone. And I like to do it with places where there's a lot of people, so usually it's a little harder, obviously. You can't really take that much time. And also probably, you know, my own little fears, obviously. But, um, yeah, so maybe just bigger things that just appear in the next morning in crazier places. People are like, whoa. So crazy but,
2: places. Where's the craziest place you've ever found yourself putting art?
3: Well, it's not crazy. Like, well, no, I've been up like, you know, like uh, – Scaffolding for reparation or whatever. I've been up those things, putting stuff up, which is cool. And then people are like, "How the hell?" And it was actually easy because you had this thing. But I don't really put place, things in crazy places. There's this one story though, <clears throat> when I was in Geneva, it's, it's hard to say just with voice. like I should just have to, I would have to show you. but it was like I was with two, two guys like uh, pasting some of my stuff, and there was like this really high spot on a wall. And it was kind of a frame. He's like, you should totally put your last big piece up here. And I'm like, but how? Like, we have no ladder. Like, this is this is way higher than me. And he's like, just come on my shoulders. I'm like, bro, first of all, this is there's a lot of people. And even on your shoulder, like, I can't sit on your shoulder. I, have, I would have to stand on your shoulder. Get my glue. Get my stuff. But, like, how? He's like, yeah, yeah, we can do it. <sighs> and I was like, and so there were two guys. So I ended up, I have no idea how I pulled this off. On one hand foot on each shoulder standing not the same height them giving me the glue me gluing this whole thing and i didn't fall and die like it was i don't i'm because i'm not a circus artist even though i did circus but i this is not i was like in my head i was like this is impossible and we totally pulled it off but it was pretty ridiculous because i was like he's like yeah let's do this and i was like ah! or yeah like no just like like few like little roofs or whatever or but nothing crazy like i know some guys go so do you look
2: for a specific spot do you have something in your head that you're looking for when you go out or you just head to the blank spot because I know some people they really want to position their art where it's always like in a doorway or something or a certain way that it's facing in a certain direction Mm. or is there anything that you have as far as like what you're looking for when you go out at night looking for a spot
3: i i don't plan in advance sometimes i'll just plan in advance maybe areas but i don't plan in advance and but i know for example that in a door frame sorry when i put the ones that are exactly my size it's a nice framing um when you do something on the blank wall that's super big how no matter how big your thing is it's always going to look smaller um so you try to place it in in places that it will make it stand oh, out as much or as or, yeah, yeah right. as much as you can but makes sense. i also try to p- go places where people are going to see like i like to i don't really hide my stuff in alleys i don't really do that but that's also it doesn't really last
2: mm. <laughs> but that's part of the fun of the art
3: yeah yeah yeah
2: the idea too that another great idea about that is if you if you create a piece you put it up and then you don't have to worry about it anymore It'll be gone. You don't have to look at it hanging on your wall for the next 20 years. Um, It's that
3: moment in time. Yeah, I always hope that I get an, an image of it. That's all. But yeah, there's something, and it was, I think, something really healthy for me to learn from having to let go of my pieces once they were out. And because the very first time when everyone was a little, like, damaged, especially the ones that are of me, it would really hurt me. I would take it really personally. It was a very hard thing. And then slowly it forced me to put a certain distance, which actually was a very healthy distance. And I think emotionally it was a good step for me to be like, well, now it's no longer mine. You can do whatever you want with it. It's okay.
1: Belongs to the streets now. They'll give, yeah. it, back. They'll give it back when they're done with it.
3: Yeah, well, I don't know how to <laughs> give it back, but yeah.
1: <laughs> how about collaborations? Um,
3: I'm not good at that. Why? I'm not sure. I think I create very much in my own world and bubble. And in order to do a collaboration that is good, you have to have those two things that are still intact yet work with each other. I'm not sure why. I'm not very good at it. And I'm also it doesn't speak to me very much. I know like a lot of people are really good at like, oh, we should totally I'm not I don't want to do them too much. I don't know if that makes me a bitch, but I don't. I don't know. I like doing my stuff in my own world and creating my. I, I, I'm not there yet creatively. Well, when, I'm not
4: it, able. when it pertains to the streets, you haven't collaborated, but you have done um, some um, the videos mm. that you've done, and the, this photo series was a collaboration. Yes, absolutely. So, yes. how was that experience? I mean, not like putting together a we pace with someone else and putting it on the street, but that's a collaboration. It how, is. That was actually yeah.
3: that photo series was. Well, how did she's, that come she's, up um, she's a really good photographer. Um, she's very young um, and I really loved her aesthetics oh, her, her name is Nastia um, and she has a beautiful, beautiful aesthetics very, it was, I really liked it because it was very raw like you saw the skin and everything yet <coughs> there was always such an elegance to it, like it's, it's not an easy thing to, to manage to do and she did a lot she's very known for like, she does close-ups of lips so um, actually, a friend of ours uh, introduced us, and then we're like, "Oh, do you like, you should totally work with her." And then we like we found that idea. <coughs> actually, it was kind of his idea at some point to mention the Pussy Illuminati, and then we we made it work—not the original idea, but we made it work something different. And it was it was really good. Um, so it was like this this whole vision of like vagina, like well, vulva is actually more specifically, um, and this whole experience and and her her aesthetic, like her eye, you know. So that was that was good because it was her strength that I definitely did have. Yeah.
4: And the video, uh, I, I saw that video when it first which came one? out. The um, the army, the soldiers. Oh, the army of vandal, yeah. Which is also something that we call ourselves at Sold Magazine. We call, this is my team of soldiers here. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that video was just so, I mean, it was like Bringing your your girl to life, yes, in, in every form, in every way. It was just so empowering. And I watched it again yesterday, and just had the same feeling all over again. It was. It was like
3: 2016, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. It came. This whole project was like it started by a little thing, you know, like when you they say you give like a a hand and they take an arm. That I was taking a whole freaking body. Like they're like, oh, here's a little piece of finger. I'm like, oh, but can I have a can I have a hand? Okay, cool. Can I have an elbow? Okay. Can I have Can I have the whole body? Like this whole thing happened like that. And it was in collaboration with the Phi Center, which is uh, uh, um, created by women. And most people that work there are actually women, not all. The director uh, who like behind the camera, his name is uh, George Fock. Uh, And he um, he works. He's one of the few guys, at least when I was working with them. Um, But yeah, it kind of happened. I had this idea and I was like, look, I have this vision. Can we just do it? And we you know, we pulled it off in a week. Like it was just one day of filming. Mm. It was it was crazy. And were those all I didn't know volunteers, yeah. people you knew? No, I didn't no. know. I knew maybe four of these women. The others I didn't know at all. I'd never met. Um and it was very it was such a but the thing is with those projects is such a beautiful intimacy and empowering feeling when we're doing like these did the Pussy Illuminati series or this because we're all very we come from from such a vulnerable vulnerable spot and everybody comes for, for their own reason and they all wear the mask and the masks allow them to be free and to express things that they can't necessarily if they have to stand behind it with their identity and everything that that means socially and so a lot of them like we we started filming at nine and we finished at i think 10 and nobody wanted to leave like everybody was still there naked taking pictures talking it was just it just felt like so good because everybody really, I think, got what they came to get. Mm. Um, but yeah, and that was that was amazing. All it, these it women and became I didn't know them. And I was like, OK, let me paint your, you know, your your vulva now and like your boob. And I, but it was OK because it was done in that respectful love energy. It was amazing. Like the actual experience is stronger than the it video. Absolutely came through. Yeah, uh,
4: it did. I mean, it was it's very impactful. I love it. It's.
3: <laughs> no, that's fine, that's fine. Don't people thought I was this. a little nuts though when it came out because people were like why are you doing this what is this this is so aggressive but that's what's funny with the whole Me Too movement is that people don't ever ask me these things anymore all these questions I kept getting asked about my work and why I did it and why I was so aggressive mm-hmm. and that specific phrase that I put everywhere was uh, it's not me it's you everybody was like but I don't get it and not a single person has asked me these questions today
1: that's because men are scared of women now
3: Um, I think you're partially right, but I think also people are getting it because Mm -hmm. they're starting to listen to all these stories and those Mm -hmm. points of views Mm -hmm. and taking it seriously, and it's opening this whole world that they were not aware of, Mm
0: -hmm.
3: and a whole reality, side of reality that they never thought of, I think.
1: Yes, I I think anything that you do as an artist to make people question their norms, Mm -hmm. I think is positive.
3: Yeah, even for and, ourselves. And,
1: but that's your work in total. You're not trying to fit into old, any old boxes. You're not trying to paint like Picasso. You're not trying to paint like Basquiat. You're not trying to do what other people did. I would love did. to paint like all of these people. Yes, but... <laughs> <laughs> I, but I am
3: inspired by them. But, but if that. you
1: could, you wouldn't. You would use... No, I wouldn't. Right, There's no would, point you for me. S- you found your voice now.
3: I'm, um, I'm starting to find some kind of a path in a bit of a forest, Yeah. I don't know if I found my Touching on
4: inspiration, you said like 2012 was your
3: first wheat paste. Mm -hmm. Who who was
4: inspiring you at that time? Like what were some artists that Mm, really?
3: I didn't really have, honestly, I didn't really have specific. I didn't, I really came from ignorance. Um, My friend, Carrie Streeter, had pasted some stuff in Miami and I came with him once and he was like, hold my bucket. I was like, okay. (laughs) And I was like, oh, okay, this is how this works. I had no idea. And then um, I just kind of did it. And the reason why I chose that is because I automatically was like, okay, street is spray. I don't know how to spray. This is a whole technique in an street that I do not know how to do. And also the type of drawings that I knew how to do and I did would probably take so much time to do Um even if I was freaking amazing, you know? And so I was like, I, choo- I chose that medium because I didn't know how to do the others. Um But then I didn't really know that many people in the game. It's after, after I started, mm. you know, learning and educating myself and I still don't know a lot. Really. But that's
4: even better that it's not, I mean, sometimes we can say, oh, I, I see their influence. I can mm-hmm. tell where they're mm-hmm. being influenced by. And I, I've talked to artists who say, I try to not... Mm-hmm. pay attention to what's going on so mm-hmm. when i'm in my studio it's really coming from me mm-hmm. and i'm not being influenced so
3: i mean i'm probably for sure influenced by stuff that i didn't realize but it wasn't conscious i can't tell you any name because i really didn't know anything walt disney yeah well yeah <laughs> that nazi fucker sorry <laughs> now say it in french
4: nazi. <laughs>
1: But it was in vogue then. It was cool. Don't you understand? Times change. We have vogue, to what pe- was in
3: vogue. What's that? What was in vogue? Being a Nazi?
1: Be- being a you know, someone that being we a wouldn't dick? Well, someone that we wouldn't normally accept their toler to- we wouldn't be tolerant oh, gosh. of. Oh their you mean hashtag, hashtag Chanel? Oh, hashtag like-
3: Coco Chanel? <laughs>
2: There are so Can many Have you watched
3: a movie What about Karl like, Lagerfeld? Like I childhood?
1: didn't mourn him when he passed That was one of the oh, nastiest Motherfuckers on earth He was not great No
3: He was not great I mean I You know I I didn't really care that much For him It was it was a thing Because he's an icon Of our pop culture But he was
2: also a Nazi
3: he was, I, I didn't know about that. I know well, he said a lot of really stupid shit. He said a lot of shit. really horrible antisemitic yeah. things to
2: people in yeah, restaurants yeah. in Paris and things like that over the years that you'd always read about. And like, dude, how Lager does he Pelt, get away didn't with but anyway, this? I But
3: anyway, I was like, I mean, there's people that I care about more. I don't really care about this man specifically. I realize what he's added and he's been influencing our culture. But that's about it to me.
1: So what about a, what about a modern day influence? I know you said that you weren't too focused on collaborations, but is there someone that you might like to work alongside while you created your things?
3: Um, oh man, every time you know it's like when you look for a restaurant and you can never find, <laughs> but then when you don't need a restaurant, you can find ten in your head. Okay, uh, who do I? Have? I mean, I really like different things like I love the not giving a shit of Kidult I love the smart bigger surprising things of Banksy and I know it sounds a little corny because he became like the only thing people know about the streets and it's very annoying but he has done some really good stuff but he's still a genius
2: i really where he he puts his art and the message he's has this
3: whole like fair and like i mean it's dismaland it's yeah like this is fucking dope you know and so i know we we all and i do sometimes you don't want to say the obvious thing because you're like no this is for mainstream but you you know he's still fucking dope if someone else
2: (laughs) but if someone else had thought to do it he wouldn't be who he is He's who he is because he did things that nobody else was doing with their art. I mean, anybody can draw a girl with a balloon. You put the girl with the balloon through a shredder and you change the art world.
0: He. Yeah. Oh, and
2: he. Plus, I love the fact that he thinks we're all stupid. He sets out to prove it, and he proves it every single time. Yeah.
3: No, there's a few people that do that, and I think they're so necessary. Thought-provoking, yeah. 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 Um, I mean, I love what GR does, for sure. He has like a medium that's close to mine. But then, you know, I love the aesthetic of Shepherd Ferry. I love the aesthetic of so many different people. And I'm for sure forgetting the people that I really care about right now. I know it.
1: It's like an Oscar speech. Just just thank them all generally right uh, now. No, yeah. but oh
3: man, can I can I send it to you later? <laughs> the name i don't comment <laughs> on the post here's yeah, all
1: the people, like,
0: here's the people
3: i forgot because these are like the most basic <laughs> names man this is not thank you mom and dad <laughs> damn no okay. you, threw, you threw out a bunch of good ones yeah but they're so obvious though and i know there's some people that i really care about that i can't think of right now anyway
1: forgiven Thank and then maybe they'll forgive you, but I can't speak for them. Um, well, yeah. I hope <laughs>
4: they do cuz that means they know about me. <laughs> I, I, I want to take it back to one of your other influences cuz I watched an interview that you did and you or not an interview a speech that you gave mm-hmm. and you started it by uh, singing oh. from Bag Lady. Yeah. And I just that was that set the tone for what you were about to talk about. Yeah. And it just carried through. The speech was so amazing and so uh, it, it was a hard speech. It was, it was very hard for me and i I had panic attacks a whole week before that. How influential has she as an artist been in your life, and what other music
3: really um empowers you? I mean, I love erica Badu um not her as a person as I do not know her, but I love her music her music speaks to me I like the 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 visual persona that she shows Mm -hmm. I love it I think it's gorgeous beautiful different it seems to me very authentic in a way that I like Mm -hmm. Um, I mean my my influences music wise I listen I listen to a lot of different things and not necessarily I don't necessarily know the very big ones because I don't listen to radio and I don't really go clubbing so I'm pretty ignorant on some stuff that everybody knows but I mean I I used to sing jazz I really love jazz music I love jazz also because of the history of jazz and why you know because you can't really separate jazz from the political reality it it, it, it was created in right and that's i think also why the, why it's so magical and strong and powerful and so these people that created that art form is so inspiring because you can feel their strength and their struggle i mean a little bit through it and it, that kind of stuff touches it connects
2: me. really well with your art thank you I can, <laughs> see that. No, I can definitely see that aesthetic in your art that that I don't the the idea of um, the emotion, the the you know that yeah. comes out with a with a torch singer or a jazz you know.
3: I think embracing your 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 ugly, embracing your sad, embracing and just putting it out there and being like this is what it is. I guess that's what touches me and what they do. It's like it's raw, you know. It's
1: see, and that's what always. That's what I think. That's why I wasn't a, a, a tremendous. Now I've a grown an appreciation for jazz i grew mm-hmm. up classic rock and mm-hmm. hip-hop and stuff like that but jazz always seemed too free form for me oh wait a minute where's the chorus where's the drum beat? yeah where's the where's the you know because i was programmed uh-huh by what i heard and read on the radio and then when you go back to an earlier time this wasn't rock and roll this wasn't an r&b derivative this was a completely unique art form that you know some people say was chicago some people say it was tennessee some people say it was harlem mm-hmm. you know it's uh mm-hmm. It's it's, it's a couple of cities claim it, but it it was it was unmistakable, and it's still present today in terms of current influences.
2: Yeah, and it's one of the things that is truly American in a lot of ways.
1: Yeah, it really is. Even though
3: what's beautiful about all these things, I mean, America creates a lot of really powerful because everybody art comes forms together but then people make it their own like you see it yeah. today with hip-hop like nothing else because of the social media and the fact that things can spread but hip-hop has given strength and a voice to such uh, so many different people around the world through oppression and and just them feeling that strength and that anger and that like you know not taking shit anymore and being like yeah this is me motherfucker, fuck you <laughs> i mean that's part of hip-hop but not all hip-hop but still like a lot of it to me is that and it's giving strength to a lot of people, but it started here, right? Mm-hmm. And it became other things. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. See, but I, I think, and I have Jay Z's book on the shelf. You, you mm-hmm. mentioned him earlier, but he had a quote that says, "You know, the, the reason you pick up a mic for the first time is to tell people how dope you are." And I feel ah! like I feel like that's a part of your work, also.
3: Maybe when I'm, I feel I'm dope enough. I will be able to say that. Truth is. Um, I, like a lot of people struggle with self-esteem issues, so I don't think I would dare to say that about myself. I think it's a healthy thing to say, but... <laughs> you have to believe it first. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I got you. I don't, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I'd i like to say, if you're going to say something, no matter what, art or, you know, um, well, I mean art, I mean like visual arts, uh whether it's in the streets or anywhere else, or so vocal or whatever, you have to say, I have to have to say something, like add something, to to the silence or, or don't. Like, if it's just going to be noise for no reason, I don't personally, again, you do whatever you want, but I don't think this, this adds anything. There's no value to it. If you're just going to repeat or just say something to scream but there's no real, you know, message behind, I don't think, I don't have...
4: I think I, you could kind of interpret, you know, take what you're saying and what Jay-Z said. It is almost the same thing. is to say, hey, this is how dope I am. I'm doing something different and this is coming from me. So it could you you it's in his words but it it is that same don't bother doing it unless what you're saying is authentic and
3: and real or oh, you're adding something just yeah, this is right. a different point of right. view you're adding to this the conversation is, yeah. or <clears throat> you know that's that's me i i don't if you have nothing to say shut up seriously there's enough noise to me yes that's how i feel
4: what do you see going on that you don't like then today in in art and street art and <laughs> and
3: uh, you have problems yeah. um, <laughs>
4: not asking you to <laughs> not name names no, no names. obviously
3: not i would never do that
4: but um
3: i i think there's something unique in all of us and sometimes we get caught up in sometimes i think people do certain things for the wrong reasons either because they think it's cool or it's hip or they want to launch a career in some way and it feels like an easy kind of path because some people did it so they think it's a normal thing to do. When it comes to art, I don't think, to me, I don't think this is the right reason to do it. I don't think it's going to be sustainable necessarily even though it probably can be proven wrong. But um, also if you're just going to repeat and see it in a different way, and just kind of decorate it in a way that you've seen. Just if you're gonna do art to please someone, if you're gonna do art because you think someone's gonna like it, and you think you should do it this way because people relate because of this, I think you're doing it all wrong. So I see a lot of stuff that feels that it has been done already, uh, or an aesthetic that feels more than influenced by something that you've seen, and using easy visual t- uh, triggers for people to react to. And again, you can do it, but I just think it's a waste of your magic.
1: I don't want to put the words in your mouth. Do you think your skills are a modern-day trade?
3: Can you please explain?
1: Sure. <laughs> During the Renaissance, <laughs> mm-hmm. artists were compensated very highly, probably S- mostly, by the, well, mostly, mostly <laughs> by the church because they, oh, yeah. they could afford <clears throat> mm-hmm. for someone to lay on their back for 12 years while they paint a the ceiling. Mm-hmm. Another, a private person wouldn't have paid that type of engagement, that type of a project. This was a skilled craftsman mm-hmm. and his team and how he put it together. Uh, you know, a lot of artists look at their their, their craft today as a trade. And it's something that should just come up the socioeconomic ranks to be compensated in line with a plumber or an electrician or things like that.
3: I mean, I think it's it's a constant struggle for artists and I struggle with it for a long time. I didn't really want to be in a gallery or anything. It was complicated for me to have people own what I do because what I did was my own uh, healing. So I felt just wrong. Now I do. Uh, I took enough space and, and distance from it that I do. I'm... So yes, in a way, I think we are trading something for money in order to be able to live from it. And it does probably take away from the full purity of it. Um, now, I think that depending on how you do, like remember you asked me at the very beginning like, do you have people tell you what to do? with you? And I say no. So usually the way I have been protecting myself um, is that you can pay for my work, but you can't tell me what I'm going to do. You're going to pay for my vision and, and my energy and you give me something and I'll do something for it. And Yes, I will listen to you. I mean, I, I have done stuff on certain themes, but you can 't tell me what to do. Um, I actually got into a huge argument one with the client, and I told him to go fuck himself because I said he wanted me to add specific things and change to specific colors, and that was very accommodating to a certain point because I did <clears throat> I was just trying to please him and whatever, but it was just too far I was like i don 't want to do this this is this is stupid. this is going to be my name no this i 'm not doing it and he's like yes you 're doing it you're'm your client i 'm paying you're doing and I told him in French which means you can go fuck yourself because I'm not your creative prostitute. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not... And I'm not saying that to disrespect prostitutes. But I'm not... You're not going to pay me to do whatever you want. Right. You know, in and, and that right. kind of stereotypical... You have integrity. Idea. I'm trying.
1: You're not, an <laughs> you're not an artist with a Chinese menu. Pick one from column A and two from ch- column B, and then you'll come up with your meal at the end. You, you know...
3: I try not to. Of course, again, I probably do... I do it till a certain point. Like, if you... you mm-hmm. Like uh, if you like you know this type of piece that I do, then I'm, I'm going to do more of these so you can probably have one of these, you know, but th- that's I'm trying to put enough limits that I feel okay with myself.
1: I think if someone didn't want to like your work, you can you can sound defensive, but I don't think it is I, I think you're you're more offensive, frankly. I think you're smart as you're going but you're writing your own rules and not really trying to play by the the old ones.
3: I'm trying. Yeah, I'm trying. I don't know how successful this is going to be, but right now I'm okay.
4: Only time will tell. <laughs> I know. That's the way
1: that goes. <laughs> so, ladies, do we have any other questions for Miss Me before we let her go?
4: Christy's been quiet over here.
0: I'm I know, right? Taking it all <laughs> in. <laughs> taking it all she
1: in. She asked all her questions last night. <laughs> <laughs> So, before we let you go, please let our listeners know where they can find you online and see your stuff and buy your stuff.
3: So, my Instagram hashtag is missmeart with underscores, miss underscore me underscore art. Uh, my website needs to be updated, but it's uh, miss-me.art.com. And there's a shop in there, but it, I also need to figure this out um, to, because I'm changing the way I'm doing it, but I, just, I sell merch and things that are, like, affordable <clears throat> and uh yeah, that's pretty much it. That's those Do are the main things. I got a page also on Facebook and it's great. Miss Me Art in one word. I
1: think that's it. Do you it. think we can include Miss Me Art's merch in our next uh buying guide? Is yes, that gonna please. be a summer one?
3: Oh yeah.
4: we, I, I think we're gonna put together a We Like spring, merch yeah? spring spring yeah. shopping right. guide, I think. Yeah.
1: We highlight art uh products created by artists in the city. Miss
2: Me wear. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Oh my spring God. <laughs> break <laughs> yeah, oh, spring break, yeah, that's one for me. <laughs> well, thank you very much for coming in today.
1: My pleasure We thank appreciate you for the me. uh the conversation and we look forward to seeing what you do next in the street.
3: All right, well, thank you.
1: We are sold out with Miss Me.